and resources, or to help support the ministries of Agents for Christ, go to agentsforchrist.org. That's agentsforchrist.org. Equipping the saints with sound biblical instruction. This is The Way, way. 101.1. Current events. Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology, wars, and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Rockets and rhetoric between Israel and Iran continue to escalate. But what will all this result in without America's defense? Will the competition in the digital currency space result in a cashless society? The results are in. Social media sites are failing to stop anti-Semitism online big surprise. Those are just some of the signs of the times we'll look at as our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news begins for Friday, August 13th, 2021. And I am looking for something that I should have had. There we go. This is our obligatory Friday the 13th music. Which we are non-superstitious, just know that. But we have fun. Listen, the world is fun. scary enough without yes. movies. Yes. Anyway, along with Mark Kirk, the senior pastor of Calvary <laughs> Knoxville, I'm Greg Hilt, here to let you know that you can enjoy Signs of the Times anytime by downloading the Way Media app or visiting thewaymedia.net. And today's live broadcast will turn into Podcast 180, which you can subscribe to through Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Stitcher. And by the way, Greg, because yes, I wasn't clear, you always yes. surf that. You always say it, but since I don't, because of our person that contacted us, if you want to see our articles, they are at thewaymedia.net. Yes. That's where our articles are, thewaymedia.net, if you want to see these things that we talk about for yourself. That's it. You just click on Signs of the Times when you land on that website, go to the podcast episode, and inside that podcast episode, we post the PDF document of the articles that we talk about. And not only will you be able to read the article, if you if you still don't believe then there's a link in the article that will take you to the actual website from where we got the article, yeah. as long as some of those articles are up. We have no control outside of that. That's why we capture everything in a PDF so you can read it there for you yourself. As, like, you as we like to say, and as the Bible likes to say, be a Berean. See That's for right. yourself if these things are not. That's right. Acts seventeen eleven. If you want to go look it up yes. and read the context, there That's, you go. That's I love it. That's why we have you here, Pastor Mark, so you can cite scripture to us <laughs> as we continue. <laughs> you got All right. Mail. Our uh, question this week, Pastor Mark, comes from Cam, who listens to us out of Speedwell, Tennessee, and he has a question that was regarding a document uh that was online from a website called the true defender never heard of it before right but he was talking about uh, a cdc green zone protocol yeah and he says what is your take on this article and i think he's intimating that does this article indicate that we're heading towards concentration camps for christians yeah or concentration camps for anyone maybe who doesn't take the vaccine right Right, and great question, yeah. and, and what I want to do is, again, have a balanced approach, keep this okay. within balance, and not no, go too far with it either way, but again, I, I have read that article and seen that article, and, uh, and, and, and you know, anymore, it's almost rather than the CDC, we might just want to call it the CD, CD, um, because it seems like the stuff coming out, of there's more CD day by day, but, yeah. but either way, um, you know, all joking aside, this is an article that came out, uh, again, before, at the very beginning of all this, uh, what, a year and a half, two years ago, it's, it's not something new. And the idea was, when you read the article in the headline, um, what the idea is, is to take those that are high risk, I'll sum this up, you know, without reading okay. the article, but to take those that are high risk and put them in areas by themselves so that they don't get infected. 
right? So you take the elderly or anybody else that's a high-risk person or whatever, and if you just read the first part of the article, because I read read all the way down through to the bottom, if you just read the first part of it, Greg, um, or read deeply into it, I don't know if I read all of it or not, but it was a long article I read, and I read quite a few pages on it. But what it says is basically take those that are high risk, put them away so they don't get, uh, um, you know, the, the disease. Again, on, on surface, on the paper, before everybody knew what this was going to be like, that sounds like a wise thing. Keep them protected, whatever the case might be. Of course, it seems rather extreme even in that to relocate them to places where they're all locked in together. And, of course, the question comes up, what if somebody in there gets it? And they said, yes, then it becomes kind of a super spreader where they all get it, and that can be horrible, but we'll try our best to make it just or just those that don't have it are in there and they're protected. And when you read that <laughs> on the survey, you think, well, that's kind of weird, but, you know, let's not go too far with it and worry too much. But then you read on, and they start that way. Most people, I think, would stop right there. But if you keep on going and reading, what it says is, oh, and by the way, we could use this for all kinds of different people groups. This could be used for that people group and that people group and that people group. And basically, it's breaking people up in different areas and locations and putting them places. And that kind of is the definition of, you know, um, I, you, you, you shy away from the term concentration camp. Let's just say that's the definition of breaking people up in groups and separating them for whatever your purpose is, you know, is to do that. And so, yeah, it's a little bit scary, quite honestly. However... It's not something that they're about to do. It's not something that has been passed in Congress. It's not. It's simply something they were talking about, and it was their brainchild to go, maybe we should do this so that we can you know, protect people. But at the same time, Greg, could something like this be used in the future? I've heard quite a few officials uh, in the current administration mention that there might be wisdom in grouping people together that might you know, cause problems later on down the road, but they've never said more than that. So I would just say this is kind of a, a freaky thing that's out there. Uh, I wouldn't panic that it's going to happen. I, I don't know if it really will take place, but it certainly is something to be aware of. So I think by bringing that up, it is interesting to note the CDC has discussed that. They have written a paper about it. It is a consideration, and I don't know where they are on that currently, uh, but that would be a great excuse, Greg, especially if the rapture took place and the Antichrist takes the world over. That would be a great excuse to segregate people in groups and then to force them, okay, you're in this place, you take the mark, We'll let you out. So it's it's a way of, of manipulation and force that could be. So these are all things that could be used in the future. I think we need to be aware of it, but it's not a current danger, if that makes sense. Yeah, it almost sounds like the opposite of what should be happening is that when you isolate sick people, that's called a quarantine. Yeah. When you isolate healthy people, that's called tyranny. And that's exactly what is being uh, talked about. Yeah. It's a, a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, a great question. I don't think we need to, you know, again, run through the streets, waving our arms, you know, panicking. But I think it's good to realize that these kind of discussions are going on about what it needs to protect uh, people around you and make sure they don't get sick. And I think that because they've seen now that people are willing to obey them, um, you know, all it does is increase the risk of this kind of this kind of um, um, uh, situation all the more. OK, well, Cam, thanks for your question. And if you've got a question like Cam does, we invite you to go to the waymedia.net or the Waymedia app. Just go to the signs of the time section and you'll see a place there where you can ask your prophecy question. Uh, and we'll get it to Pastor Mark and get it on our next episode. Now, uh, speaking of all of this, we'll stay in the theme of COVID-19 and uh, use this as a launch point, Pastor Mark, for what you want to talk about this half hour. And this comes from the Desert News, and uh, the title of this article says, Dr. Fauci reveals a huge change for pregnant women and the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. You know, Greg, I just want to talk about this for a moment. I know we spent a lot of time talking about it. I know we spent time talking about it last week. Um, and the reason I want to mention this is kind of sum this up. Dr. Fauci is now, and you can, you can see this on our website, Dr. Fauci is now um, encouraging a pregnant women to get the vaccine. And here is the thing that I think, and I'm just going to say it, I feel like that this is very reckless and very dangerous. And you're saying, Mark, you're a pastor. He's a doctor. Well, I've been very, very gracious and cautious when it came to dr fauci and all the things he's been saying i like everyone else have tried to listen to the authorities and uh, do what they're saying and follow these things etc because i want people that are trained in that and know that but greg i can no longer recommend listening uh or heeding the counsel of dr fauci and i'll get to that point in just a moment i think he has now been revealed to me as someone that is doing things that are very very reckless and let me back up and explain why um there is a doctor by the name of Dr. Vladimir Zelenko. 
He is one of the top leading COVID doctors in the world. Um, he's treated some 6,000 COVID patients. Where is he based out of? Do you know? No, I don't know where he's okay. based out of. That's a good question. I don't know just where he's based out of. Just curious. I, I, I think he's here in the States. Okay. Um, but either way, um, he is the guy they call in You know, when the big guns get sick. For example, Dr. Zelenko treated uh, Prime Minister Bolsonaro in Brazil. He treated uh, President Trump when he got COVID. They called him in for that. Uh, when Rudy Giuliani got sick, they called him in for that. So he's the guy that's kind of the go-to guy for some of the big-name, important world leaders, um, you know, when it comes to getting COVID. And he has an extremely high success rate. Not only um, people under his care living, but uh, getting better in four to five days. I mean, he's, it's, it's, he's got what they call, the, it's, I think it's the Zelenko Protocol. It's actually the name of it. You can mm. look that up. And and what's interesting is, Greg, is that he says that basically his success comes through hydrochloroquine and ivermectin, which have been so attacked, as we know, you know, everybody, that's as if, they're, yeah, they're, like they're horrible. Yeah. He says that's the key. And this is one of the leading COVID doctors with one of the greatest successes now. And it's interesting. I was watching a, um, a doctor's forum with him or a forum with him speaking to uh, some of the leaders of the Orthodox Jewish community in Israel. Uh, I think Dr. Zelenko, by looking at his beard, I would say he's Jewish. I didn't know that Zelenko was a Jewish name. It probably sounded, is. When you said Vladimir, that sounded Russian. He well, would be a Russian Jew. Yeah, again, yeah. There's a, remember, there were yeah, a lot that, of Jews that came yeah, out yeah. of Russia. So yeah. Probably his family lineage is out of Russia, yeah. but I think he's Jewish. Um, I do not think, uh, I don't know that he's a believer, but I think he does acknowledge there's God, and he's Jewish, and he looks at his heritage, etc. And he might be a believer, I don't know, but he never has talked about that. But he was talking to these Orthodox leaders, and they had this conference with him because they're having all kinds of, you know, religious things and all kinds of ideas, and they're seeing what's happening there in Israel. What do we do? And, you know, their Israel now is on an upsurge again. They're, they're spiking again on their COVID, and they're one of the number one vaccinated nations Israel and an island, I forget which island it is, a small island, are the two places in the world that have the highest vaccination rate, and both of them are exploding in COVID cases. And you wonder, why are they exploding in COVID cases when they're the most highly vaccinated? I wish I'd have written down the island name. I didn't. But either way, you can probably look that up and find that yourself if you look up online. But the question is, they were like, okay, look, we've had two shots here in Israel. Everybody, 85% of Israel has now been vaccinated. Now we're having this huge spike again. Uh, you know, what do you suggest? They're now saying we all need to get this third shot. And he asked a very interesting question. He said, if you've taken two shots and that hasn't worked, why would you take a third? It's interesting. I had um, someone in the body took one of the shots here recently, and, and um, they called me up and said, hey, we, we, we just got contacted, and they told us just now that the shot we took is only good for three months. And we didn't know that. So they're calling us back in for another booster. If these shots are only good for three months, at least one of them, I think that's the Moderna for sure. I don't know about the others. And if the nations that have the highest vaccination rates have already had two and it hasn't worked, there need to be some honest questions asked. And I think we all need to kind of make up our own mind whether we want to be involved in this or not. Now, the argument's going to be, yeah, but these are variants. So because of the variants, because the argument, Greg, here in America is the unvaccinated, they're the problem. It's those that are unvaccinated. There's a pandemic among the unvaccinated. Tell that to Israel that has 85% of their population vaccinated, and they're now on a new wave of COVID infections that's leading the world. So it obviously has nothing to do with vaccinated unvaccinated it has it just it's it's very interesting now you yeah. say well it's variants well here's what they know now they're saying now that if you've had covid you're life immune you have a lifetime immunity and with with lifetime immunities it also covers a huge number of variants one doctor i heard said it covers as many as a hundred variants when you build an immunity in t-cells so i think we're up to two variants we have delta and lambda and he's saying you might have as much as a hundred Variant coverages, if you've had COVID, that means we're good for the next 98. Now, I know it doesn't really mean that scientifically exactly. Okay, I get that. It didn't work that way. But my point is, if those that are with the vaccine are doing, or those that have had COVID are doing so well, and those that have the vaccine are not doing so well, we need to break people up in two groups. So if you've had COVID and you can show the antibodies, there's no need for the shot because you have better protection. Remember, the numbers coming out of Israel show a six times higher immunity rate mm-hmm. if you've had COVID than if you've had the shot. So why not tell the American public and everyone else, if you've had COVID, don't panic. You're, you're good. If you haven't had it, then you need to make a decision. Do I want to take the shot or not? And that's a personal decision that everyone has to make. But they went on to talk about 
you know what what's happening in Israel, what's going to happen. But this is the thing that really got me, Doctor Fauci. Um, well, let me go back and just say what what Doctor Zelenko said. He said what we're finding is is not only again we talked about the immunity rates and all, but he said what we're finding is with pregnant women. He said pregnant women in the first trimester that are getting the vaccine have an eighty percent increase of child death. In that first trimester. In the first trimester. It's 80% higher chance and rate. Now, on paper, since this started in December, there's an 80% higher miscarriage rate among pregnant women who get the shot in the first three months. Now, that should be so alarming that no pregnant woman goes to get the shot, okay? Dr. Fauci just released today in the news, maybe it was yesterday, he came out and said, and we just read the yeah, article, dr- and it's on the our desert page. News, yeah. If you're pregnant, go get the shot. And he quotes it. Listen, I'm going to quote him. There are no red flags to be worried about. You know he knows that. What's 80%? You know he knows that statistic. He's one of the leading doctors in the world. He knows the 80% death rate of babies, of women that are being vaccinated in the first trimester. He knows it. And then he comes out and says, pregnant women, go get a shot. Greg, he lost all credibility in my eyes. And I want to. I just want to say this to all of our pregnant mothers out there: If you're pregnant, do not get the shot. That's my opinion. You've got to decide. That's up to you. But if women in the first trimester, eighty percent of their babies are dying, well, then what are the numbers on the other two? You know why they don't have the numbers on the other two? It hadn't been long enough. Here's another reckless thing that Fauci's done. This is so reckless of Dr. Fauci. He is saying, "Go get the shot. There's no concerns." We haven't even had time since the shot started yeah. in December. Yeah. We haven't had a full 10 months, which is a cycle to yeah. have a baby. We don't even have 10 months to say, here's the result of women who had the shot for the first 10 months. For you to come out without even a 10-month cycle completed, and with the record so far showing that 80% of, of the women's children have died in the first three months from the shot, from miscarriages, and you to come out and say, go get the vaccine, you're fine if you're pregnant. Greg, that is not only malpractice, to me that is reckless. And, you know, I, I there's other things I could call this. I'm going to yeah, stop right I know. now. But I want to say to our pregnant moms, my counsel to you, this is not to the general population. I'm not saying whether you should get a shot or not. That's between you and God. But I am saying this. If you're pregnant... And what, I, what we know of the stats and what Dr. Uh, uh, Zelenko is saying, who is one of the top uh, COVID doctors sought out in the world right now with the greatest success rates, he would say, do not get the shot if you're pregnant. Now, what you do after pregnancy, what you do beyond that, okay, fine. But the risk is obviously much greater. If there's an 80% chance in the first trimester your child's going to die, which risk is greater, getting the shot or, or, or waiting and seeing whether or not you get COVID? Again, COVID has a much greater success rate of survival than 80% uh, death rate. It's, just, that's, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Now, I want to say one last thing, Greg, about this. I may say more than one last thing. I know you want to make a comment. But I no, I was just this. going to tell you about the island. I want to keep this yep. mindset going. You go, what's the island? Go ahead. I, well, well, Secret Text Line said it could be the island of Gibraltar. Does that sound nah, familiar? I think so. No, I think okay. I think start, right. No, I don't think that's okay. It. Anyway, um, here's the thing that got me. Now, I have not been, and I've not adhered to conspiracy theories. I, I'm very cautious, especially being on the radio. I want to be very cautious what we say. We've said this one. We want to make sure what we give you is facts, either from the the government itself, from the CDC, or from from well known doctors like Doctor Vladimir Zelenko and guys like that. We want that's the kind of stuff I want you to hear. I don't want you to hear like, hey, Fred said. And there's a guy, guy's on a website, you know. <laughs> I, I know and, a guy. Yeah. How about the, how about you know the website Scream Death Is Coming dot org? You know, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna quote those kind of websites. Exactly. No black helicopters no. or tinfoil hats. But he brought up a very good point. He's Jewish, so he made a very good analogy. He said, listen. Speaking of like Dr. Fauci and some of these others that are pushing the vaccine so hard, he said when Noah was building the boat and saying the earth was going to be flooded with rain, that was a conspiracy theory. He said when the first drops started falling, it became conspiracy. Now, I'm not saying what Dr. Fauci knows or what Dr. Fauci doesn't know, but I know this, he knows a lot more than I do. He knows that 80% statistic. He's not, he's not stupid. He's a very smart man. And he's pushing for pregnant women to get shots. Something's going on, Greg. And I don't like it. I don't, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm saying, church, we need to be wise. We're heading into the last days. The Bible says there'll be doctrines of demons. There's going to be deceptions, all kinds of things. 
I'm not saying that the vaccine is a doctrine of demons. I'm not saying the vaccine is, is Satan. All I'm saying is, is if, if you're in a high-risk area, you, you've got to make that decision between you and God is, is what I'm going to say. And I, and I respect that. I totally respect it. But you need to make it between you and God. And number two, if you're going to have to get it every three months, and if you've already had two and that didn't work, and you get the third one, I mean, how many, how many shots do you have to get? When does this stop? And what are the results to the body with these multiple shots? Of mRNA, again, I'll leave it at that. I'll stop right there. But I felt that I had to say something because I believe to me, Dr. Fauci has been revealed right now to me to be a fraud. And I'm just saying it. And I'm, I'm, I'm on record with it. When you, when you encourage shots for pregnant women and we have these kind of statistics out there, it is interesting. His name means... Did you confirm that, Here by it the is. Way? I'm looking okay. at it right now. I'm looking at it right now uh, from from a gender side, origin side of name. His name means sickle or sickle maker. Um, I want to be careful on that. Again, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to say I felt the need to warn our, our moms out there that are having babies that you you need to guard yourself and at least wait until you have your baby before you start thinking about this vaccine. There's just not enough information out there. And the numbers that are showing that you have this, you know, 80% higher death rate, according to Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, I don't have that stat in front of me, but you can go look at his video and, and you can check his credentials. I trust them. Then I think we need to use great caution um, and we need to be careful who we're listening to uh, when we make decisions about whether or not we're going to get the vaccine or not. So the statistics, uh, if we can just put it in simple terms, basically eight out of 10 mothers whose pregnancies are in the first trimester that took the vaccine, eight out of ten of them had miscarriages. Well, let me, let me, no, I don't want to say, no, I want to say that. Okay. Here's what he said. Okay. 80% increase. Oh, an 80% increase. So, yeah, so okay. there's an 80% increase of, of miscarriage among mothers taking the shot in the first trimester. Okay. Okay. So that's different than eight out of ten. Okay. That may only be two or three or four out of ten. I don't know. But how many? How many babies are going to die? We already know, Greg, that we talked about last week. Yeah. There's sterilizations now coming out of Israel. We've got yeah. men and women sterilized, and we don't know if that's permanent or not. Now you've got this issue. Listen, there's, there's, I'll, let's leave it at that and just say, yeah. you know, I, I, I just, I felt like that because he's being so bold and so public about coming out and saying, I'm very guarded about when I say things publicly, publicly about somebody. But when he's being so bold and so public to come out and say that pregnant women need to be getting this shot and there's no red flags. And I know that's not true, and he knows that's not true. I feel a responsibility to say you need to be aware of what the true and full story is. And I encourage you to go to uh, look up the video by Dr. Vladimir Zelenko uh, speaking to uh, the Orthodox Jews in Israel. And really, I think his heart, Greg, was this. He has a heart for the nation of Israel. And he's concerned about them. He said, all of you guys are getting these vaccines, and now you're going for your third vaccine. He said, we know that you've got some of your, your women and men now being sterilized. We know that you've got, at least temporarily, we know that you've got... That's an, just the short term. We know that you've, there's 80% increase in, in, in women with babies in first trimester that are losing their babies in miscarriage. He's saying, um, and interesting, he pointed another thing. He said, if you guys go look at your national statistics, you're going to find out... The day the shot started, December 20th, he said, you are in December, I think they had something, they had a percentage increase, an immediate percentage increase in deaths in Israel. Not a decrease because yeah. we're getting the shot in deaths. He said, go look at your own numbers of your nation. He said, just be aware of this because this vaccine has not been tested enough. It's not been around long enough. And now that they're forcing people to take it, I mean, it's getting a little bit more um, uncomfortable, if you will. But I think that... Um, as more and more stats come in uh, and more and more raindrops fall, we need to be aware. Just I want to say this. As Christians, let's be awake and aware. Um, you make the decision between you and God about yeah. what you do on a vaccine. But I will say to the moms, I would encourage you, stay away from it at least until after you have that baby. You you used the analogy, or maybe you used it because Dr. Zelenko used the analogy yeah. of recanting or recounting the uh, the story of the flood. Yes. And God's command to Noah, and people thought that Noah was a nut and oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So why don't like, you, you know, yeah, hit that reset button on that one? Well, again, remember when Noah was building the ark, and God told him to do it because he said there's a storm coming that's going to wipe everybody out. He said, build an ark, and you and your family will be safe. 
And so Noah started building the ark and do this to protect his family, if you will. And um, no doubt, you know, everybody was mocking him. The days of Noah, the very violent, very evil days. I'm sure they went through a lot of mockery and all this. You know, you hear these things, well, how could the crowds, the masses can't be wrong. Well, in that day, yes, they believed there were millions of people on the earth at that time. Only eight people were saved. Only eight. Millions died because they didn't listen to the word of God and saying, look, you better get in the ark or you better repent. One of the two. And they did neither. Um, and so... Again, Noah and his family survived. But, Greg, here's the thing. No doubt he was mocked and made fun of, all oh, what you're saying is not true. All oh, what you're saying is a big farce. It's not going to happen. There's no worries. All that stood ground until the first raindrop started falling. And then once the rain started falling, they realized, we've messed up. And then after the rain fell for long enough for it to begin to flood the earth, they realized, hey, we're going to die. And I'm not saying that's going to be the result of the vaccine. Please don't take me wrong in saying that. I'm saying I don't think we fully understand what's going to happen from the vaccine yet because it hasn't been tested long enough. It's still not FDA approved. And here's the other thing. Why, especially with Dr. Fauci, to me, revealing something here, when he comes out and says pregnant women should get this, and we know that there's an 80% increase of miscarriage in those in the first three months. And we know, and I talked about this being a spiritual thing. The Bible says Satan wants to destroy us. He wants to destroy our children. And when you see this kind of thing, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe it's totally spiritual. But if he's one of the top scientists in the world, how could he not know that 80% increase statistic? How can he not know it? And to come out and say that is so reckless and so irresponsible, it makes me upset. And, and so when you see that, and then you see the push, Greg, to get all of our children vaccinated, when we now know under 18 years of age, there has not been one single COVID death yet in America. Now, there have been some with pre-existing conditions. We talked about that last week. I know I'm recapping some. Yeah. There have been three, over 300 some have died from, you know, tumors, whatever. They had something going on. But healthy children, zero. Why are we pushing our children to wear masks in school and get a shot that they don't need when, to me, the wise thing is let our children catch it because it doesn't affect them. Number two, they said children don't pass it to adults. So we're not going to get sick from them. They don't get sick from the virus. The next generation build is up now, the antibodies. The next generation is now immune, and they're saying that once you get it now, they're saying it's a lifetime immunity. Uh, the more people that get it in our culture, it, it becomes herd immunity and, and drowns it out. Yeah. Wisdom would say, leave our children alone. Do not give them the shot. Take the mask off their face. Let them be children. Let them live life. If they get it, no big deal. They now are immune. It doesn't hurt them if they're healthy. And then uh, the rest of society is going to become immune, if you will. Now, if you have a child that has a compromise, they've got diabetes, they've got some other situation. Some underlying condition. You may want to homeschool. You may want to homeschool. Protect that child. I'm not saying don't do that. That's That's your decision. And even if you decide to whatever with the shot or whatever, that's your decision as a family between you and God. But don't let the government and those around you push you into doing something that, number one, is not needed for our children. And number two... Um, we're seeing again raindrops start to fall again. Is is this a conspiracy theory? T- time will tell. But if it's really something going on that they know about, what is the motive? What is the motivation? I just wonder what is the motivation of Dr. Fauci by telling our pregnant women to go get a shot when I know he knows the statistic that eighty percent more miscarriages are, are taking place for those who get the shot in the first trimester, and yet he mentioned nothing about that. I, I can't judge his motives. I don't know what, what what's going on. I think it's much greater than mankind. I think this is a spiritual thing in the yeah. last days, but I can't be silent about it. And so there it is. There are the facts. It's out there, and I, I feel like I needed to let people know that. I'll let, I'll let you do with it what you want to do with it as far as our listeners go. Well, and I would be interested, Pastor Mark, from a scientific or medical standpoint, now that we understand what this synthetic vaccine uh, is is designed to do to trick the body into thinking to build the antibodies. I would be curious to know if enough time passes for them to develop a traditional vaccine that actually uses COVID-19. I would be curious to know how that traditional type of vaccine, what it does in the body right. and what it tells the body and all that kind of stuff, just like right. all the other vaccines that have preceded it that were developed from the actual virus itself right. versus something that's synthetic. Yeah. I'd just be curious. Yeah. To no, know. that's anyway. a very, very interesting question, Greg. And maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. But 
In the next half hour, we are going to find out why there's so much rocket and rhetoric flying about between Iran and Israel and what that has to do with Bible prophecy and many more articles to discuss as Signs of the Times continues right here on WIAM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. W-I-A-M-L-P. 101.1 FM, Knoxville. It's Crazy Money Day. Homes in many parts of the United States have skyrocketed in value. Hi, I'm Chuck Bentley with My Money Life from Crown. Newsmax reported that during April, U.S. home prices jumped the most in more than 30 years. The S&P Case-Shiller Index of Property Values climbed nearly 15% from last year. That followed a 13% jump in March the 11th straight month for price gains. Prices are expected to remain high in certain cities. A shortage of available homes pushed prices high. Low mortgage rates and a remote workforce desiring suburbs have fueled the market for more than a year. The perception of an improved economy and millennials buying their first homes have further increased sales. In fact, more existing homes were sold in 2020 than in any other year since 2006. If you're looking to buy, things may be turning your direction. Realtor.com shows that time on market is beginning to increase on some properties. With an increased supply, we may see prices moderate, although a broad price decline is unlikely right now. However, the ramifications of the tragic collapse of the condo in Surfside, Florida, will ripple throughout many markets. A week prior to the horrifying event, a three-bedroom condo sold for around 700000 Now those in high-rises nearby are concerned not only for lost friends and relatives, but for their own safety and property values. Purchasing and selling real estate in this market requires knowledge to make a wise decision. Now, if credit card debt is keeping you up at night, I recommend Christian Credit Counselors. They can create a debt management plan just for you. For more information, call the Crown Helpline, 800-722-1976, or visit online at crown.org slash ccc. A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. Remember, it doesn't matter who signs your paycheck or who puts the direct deposit in your account. You and I are in the full-time ministry, and God has you where you are on purpose. He wants you there. You're reaching people. You're doing things that would never walk through those doors, never turn on Christian radio, but they got to deal with you every day. Amen for that. And they look you in the eye, and you're just this happy, loving man or woman of God. You're the church. You're the church. And be careful. Guard your heart from becoming hard yourself. And then you become unusable and frustrated. You can learn more at edtaylor.org. Grow deeper in your love relationship with Jesus by visiting edtaylor.org. This has been A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. Signs of the Times now continues. Here again is your host. Welcome back to the second half hour of our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news that we call the Signs of the Times. This is Friday, August 13th, uh, but you could be listening anytime uh, when you subscribe to our podcast or check us out at thewaymedia.net or download the Way Media app. We've flipped the prophecy pancake and are cooking the second half of our show by heading over to Israel. Yes. Uh, where we got rockets and rhetoric and all sorts of things happening over there. And these two articles I'm going to give you together, Pastor Mark. Uh, they uh, One's from uh, timesofisrael.com and the other one's from yahoo.com. The first one is Gantz is urging action against Iran right now in response to a deadly tr- a drone attack. And... Um, Israel is uh, vows to retaliate against Iran if the U.S. won't. Uh, and Israel is saying they can't sit calmly in Tehran. Let's, so that's a, another threat from Israel. So talk about all that. Yeah, let me just say, let's put some uh, shawarma and some falafel on that pancake. As we oh, go I could to go Israel. for some falafel. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, no, Greg, these articles here again uh, fall into the wars and rumors of wars uh, category. 
Um, because that's what we see happening here. And, and, and we talk in the last days, the Lord said, you're going to see wars and rumors of wars. We know that things are going to build up and heat up against Israel, specifically with Iran and Russia. So when you say Gantz urges action against the Iranian Iranians right now, listen, uh, Defense Minister Benny Gantz on Monday warned that Israel must act immediately. So we're talking wars and rumors of wars right here. Immediately against Tehran after a ship managed by an Israeli-owned company was struck by a drone apparently sent by Iran last week. Gantz described Thursday's deadly attack on the Mercer Street oil tanker as a major escalation by Iran. And I quote, Iran's aggression in the region generally and on the maritime front in particular is intensifying, Gantz said during a Knesset plenum session. This is the exact reason that we must act right now against Iran. This is their leader. This is Israel's leader which not only strives for a nuclear military program, but also is leading to a dangerous arms race and crumbling the stability of the Middle East. And then again, you the second one, they can't sit calmly in Iran. This goes right in line with it. Um, uh, the quote again it says, um, Israel will retaliate against an alleged Iranian attack on an oil tanker in the Arabian Sea and unilaterally, if need be, according to Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. They, and I quote, they can't sit calmly in Tehran while igniting the entire Middle East. That's over. Bennett said Tuesday while meeting with military officials in northern Israel, we are working to enlist off the whole world. But when the time comes, we know how to act alone. Now listen, again, there's things about Bennett that concern me, but this guy is also um, a conservative, and he is he he's 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 he does have kind of that. We, he will fight if he needs to, and the stuff he's saying. Here's the bottom line: He's saying, "Look, we not only have to attack Iran, we need to attack them now, not just to retaliate for the tanker that they attacked that was owned by a Jewish a man, a billionaire, some tanker, and they the whole world they're affecting world trade and all that with that." He said, "But simply because of their nuclear capability is right around the corner, we have to stop them before they get there." And we're going to try to get the world to go with us. If the world doesn't go with us, we'll go it alone. And they've proved in the past, Greg, they will go it alone. Again, if Israel goes alone, especially, even if they don't go alone, but if they go alone and they attack Iran, I mean, that again, we're looking for what's going to force them to just make their move on Israel. Greg, I think they're going to make their move. It's interesting, and there's an Iranian official was saying this week, we're going to push every from Syria, get this. We're pushing everyone that doesn't belong here, that shouldn't be in this country. We're pushing them out as of now. Well, he's an Iranian. This is an Iranian he in Syria. He doesn't belong there. But here's what, here's what it reveals. <laughs> Listen what that reveals. What that tells you is yeah. he thinks we own Syria. We own Syria. And, well, we, yeah. and we own Iraq. Yeah. So we can stay because this is ours. It's yeah. not serious. But everybody else has got to go that belong here. And um, you know, it's interesting with us pulling out of Afghanistan right now. With the now, exception of you, Russia, you can stay. Well, yeah, because they're, yeah, they're their big buddy <laughs> helping them out. Because you're part of prophecy. But again, this goes into two categories, wars and rumors of wars, and we're bleeding yeah. over Ezekiel 38 and 39. Just keep your eye on these things, because I think we are seeing maybe a contraction of wars and rumors of wars. And these are the first two articles today. Well, the third one uh, from timesofisrael.com, Pastor Mark. Uh, tells us about three rockets being fired from Lebanon at Israel, and the yep. IDF, which is Israel's military, responds with three rounds of shelling. Yes, well, since August 4th and now, there have now been 16 rounds fired, so I'll give you an update. This just in, uh, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna say it, I'll read it differently. 16 rockets fired into northern Israel. Uh, that sounds better than three, doesn't it? Yes, the sirens in Kiryat Shmona area, we've been up there, that's on the very tip uh, corner of the northern part of Israel. Two rockets Hit the open area while third fell short. I don't know about the others they've shot. I'm still reading this article that's now outdated, but again, it happened so quick in Israel. There were no reports of casualties in the attack. I don't. I still don't think there have been any. Uh, though the Megan David Adam Emergency Medical Service treated four people for anxiety. Probably that's gone up since these other attacks now that have happened. These are the 13 since then. In response, the defense... The Israel Defense Forces fired artillery shells at targets in Lebanon just after the attack. Some two hours later, it followed up with a second and third round. And now, of course, we've had 13 more rounds since then. Why is that important? Israel will only put up with so much, and then they're going in and taking care of business. And all that will do is start a whole other war. They're on the northern front. Again, wars and rumors of wars. We're watching for them to cluster. The first one was Iran and Israel. Now, Iran and Lebanon, which, you know, Israel basically runs Lebanon as well. But now we have others. But again, uh, keep your eye on this. We may see some more flare-ups, especially Afghanistan now. We don't have that article, do we? So I can mention it. 
As you know, we pulled out of Afghanistan, and now the Taliban, they're taking over Afghanistan. So, Greg, there's another war going on right now. At the same time, these other two rumors are going on, and there's even more articles yet to come. So watch this. I believe we have a wars and rumors of wars contraction on the way or beginning. Well, we're going to continue yes. contracting yes. here in America. Yes. Uh, and really to the south of us. Uh, this is from uh, Breitbart.com. Cuba threatening to attack America. Yeah. Quote, unquote, yeah. we are armed. Yeah, now we joke what, about... What, go ahead. With 1950s yeah, yeah, weapons? Really. We're going to drive in our, our 1920 Chevy and come get you. And listen, I'm not... I'm, I, not, I, I'm not trying to belittle it, but no, it's like... No, actually, I like their old cars. They say that if you no, go over there... Seriously, <laughs> they say that if you go there, it is the coolest thing in the world. They, they have all these old cars, Greg, because they it's can't... It's like nostalgia. They yeah. can't get the new ones in, so they keep yeah. them running, and they say it is absolutely dreamy. I mean, it's like, if you love old cars, it's like, this is the place to... Those so are I'm, the people you need to bring over I, here to be I, mechanics. I'm not making fun of it. I'm saying... I would like yeah. to go see that. That's pretty yeah. cool to me. Yeah. But here's my point. When your technology is that far behind, you're not going to threaten the, th- <laughs> the most powerful nation yeah. in the world. And it's like coming with a, with a spitball in, in a straw and saying, we're going to come after you, you know, whatever. But, but here's not the point. The point isn't the fact that they're threatening us. The point is, Greg, the wars and rumors of wars contraction that I do believe we're entering into and we're in because we're watching multiple wars around the world and or rumors. The official newspaper of the Communist Party of Cuba uh, grandma, not grandma, but grandma published a commentary on Tuesday war- warning President Joe Biden that the regime has the weapons to repel any aggression and is willing to engage in a conflict with America. So again, we, we you know, all joking aside, you know, we're not making fun of, of Cuba. We, we are, we need to be praying for Cuba. Our heart needs to be with Cuba. But for them and the leaders over there to have the little power that they have and be threatening America. I mean, it just shows you this spirit of war that's in the air, this spirit of rumors of war, which is why I believe, Greg, we've entered a contraction. I think we're going to see more, so be watching your news. There's more on the way. For all of the vitriol that's out in social media and that you can say publicly or privately under the auspices of freedom of speech, which is a guaranteed constitutional right in this country, put for, yourself for now. In, for now but put yourself in 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 Cuba yeah. and try to say something against the government. For all yeah. the people that say things against our government, those people are beaten and tortured. So uh, put things in perspective when you thank God for the country that you live in to, to spur you to pray for those that do not have the same freedom that most of us were born with, grew up with, and quite frankly, probably take for granted. Yeah, you're, you're right, Greg. And the sad thing is, is that not only are they in that bad situation and we have our freedoms, we're headed that direction. We and are. The sad thing for us is we're pushing ourselves in that direction. It's almost like we're watching a failed nation and their system, socialism slash communism. We've seen it fail. It fails every time it's tried throughout history. It's failed. And now we're looking at it going, hey, we, we want to... We let's wanna, double down. Let's do that. Let's do that, too. If, if we do that, we will also fail. There's no way... Socialism yeah. has never worked. And let's pause on this for a moment. Yeah, sure. Because I want to speak to the church. Okay. But socialism has never worked. It's never worked in world history. Everybody says, well, maybe it'll work for us. America hadn't tried it. Well, that's crazy. That's like, that's, I don't have a good analogy for that. If it always fails, it's going to fail here. And the problem is, first of all, it's anti-God. It goes against God's design. God commands that mankind is to work. Each person is commanded to work. And God, so, God goes so far as to say, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. So the whole idea of the government taking care of you is an anti-God approach. Socialism is anti-God, anti-Bible. I'm just going to say it. It is. Now, with that said, some people that have a good heart want to try it because they think, oh, it'll take care of everyone. We'll all be equal. So I'm saying there might be good hearts out there that want to try it, but they're, they're, they just don't know. They're not educated. It's, it's usually the new generation because they come up and they haven't already seen what it's done. So well, let us try it. And it fails. Then they get old and the new generation wants to do it. And they say, guys, it'll, it's not going to work. No, let's try it. And the next generation, guys, it won't work. Let's try it. And this, it's this vicious cycle that won't stop. If it ever could have worked, if socialist slash communism could have ever worked, there's one group that could have pulled it off, I believe, and that's the church. And not the church as it is today, the early church, when it was most filled with the Holy Spirit, when Jesus had just died, resurrected, and gone to heaven, the early church tried socialism slash communism. Many people don't realize that. But if you go back and read the book of Acts, what they did was they said, hey, let's get all of our money from all our families. Let's all put it in the big till for the leaders of the church i.e. the government, 
and let them distribute it equally among all of us so that those that have more will not have more than those that have less. Those that have less will have their needs met and will all just, those that have a lot will sacrifice. Those that don't have much, they're going to be pulled up and we'll be a big happy family showing our self-denial for each other and that's what we're going to do. And they sold their possessions and brought them to the government, the church of the day, the leaders of the church. It was an unmitigated disaster. Here's exactly what happened. They, it, they, it sounded good. They did it for the majority of them. It would appear for a while. But the church in Jerusalem, we now know historically, went broke. And what is it? Every time socialism is tried, everybody goes broke. And here's what happened. Not only did it go broke, Paul went traveling around the world trying to gather collections saying, look, (laughs) the church in Jerusalem has gone broke. And there are brothers. There are sisters. We need to help them. I'm taking up a collection. So when I come to all these churches, have your collection ready so I can gather the collection, take it back to my, 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 my group of people that I love there in Jerusalem that tried this experiment that did not work. We need to help them pay their bills and survive. And so they got help to do that. So. If the most on fire the church has been in world history was unable to work together to bring all their resources together and supply the needs of everyone, there is no way in the world that a fallen, wicked governments of the world are going to make this work. It's going to be a total disaster. It's going to fail like it has in Cuba and everywhere else that's been tried throughout history. We are destroying ourselves going down this path if we don't stop. And I'm afraid we're not going to stop, and it may be too late. You give me the money, and I give you the sway. Oh or you can pay for services like learning ballet. Or save it's all kind of an odd way to segue, day. but we're going to segue because the show must go on. There you go. It worked great, I think. Yes. I liked it. <laughs> Heading into One World Economy news, uh, this is from CNBC. Dot com is China leaps ahead on digital currency. Yeah. A top central bank group is calling for global cooperation. Yes, remember. Yes. The Bible says prophetically we're going to go toward a one world currency. Could this be it? Again, I don't know that China's going to lead with their money. Is it the yen or whatever they use? I don't know if that's going to be the leading uh, uh, money monetary. But, Greg, it's the fact that now they're one of the largest, most powerful nations in the world pushing for a one-world economy. And, of course, they want to use their money, but the world could come together and say, we're not going to use your money. But, again, the, the, the Bank for International Settlements said Friday central banks should work to achieve interoperability between their digital currency projects. This can be achieved through a number of ways, the report said, such as creating common standards and establishing international payment infrastructures. The People's Bank of China has been leading the way on central bank digital currencies and CBDCs uh, with real-world trials already live in several cities. Now, again, it's interesting. We know that China, for the most part, is a godless nation. We know the spirit of Antichrist is at work. So isn't it interesting? The spirit of Antichrist working in one of the largest mm. godless nations of the world, yes. sort of one-world currency that will eventually happen. This out of London. Top financial institutes are calling for global cooperation for the digital currencies among central banks. Again, um, the global body for central banks issued a report, you know, as we said, to do this. Uh, again, they said it can be achieved many ways. It was written in collaboration with the International Monetary Fund and World Bank. Several central banks are exploring digital currencies, which would be issued by central banks to commercial banks or directly to the public. Their efforts have intensified over the past year amid a decline in cash usage and growing interest in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. The People's Bank of China has been leading the way with real-world trials already live in several cities. So, again, a one-world currency coming to a bank near you, get ready. We're in place. Everything infrastructure-wise is in place. The technology is in place. Greg, all we have to do is make the shift over to the to the currency that's digital, and we're in. And, yes, would that make life easier? Yes, do we know that it's going to end in control and disaster? Yes, but it's part of the last days and the end times. Speaking of infrastructure, as we head into One World Government news, we find from AppleInsider.com that Spain, the country of Spain, is integrating the Apple wallet support yeah. for European Union digital COVID certificates. Yeah, yeah. So that is kind of like a the a predecessor to what we know will end up being the mark you've that, got to certify otherwise you do not get to participate yeah don't let one bad apple spoil the whole bunch yes. here's where one bad apple's going to uh, spain this week rolled out the apple wallet support for the european union's digital covid as you said greg again this here's the whole idea behind this it's the bottom line is this passport and what's interesting is we talked about the fact that this passport when this takes off you know again how inconvenient to have to have your phone 
And what about showing you've had the vaccine now? How are you going to prove that without a piece of paper? Look, we're getting to the point to where you're going to have to show proof of things like vaccines, other things. We're getting to the point where you're going to have to show proof of a lot of things. Why not? I left my phone at home. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You can't get in. We've got to fix this problem. Hey, I've got an idea. This world leader steps on the scene and says, here's what we're going to do. Everybody, small and great, is going to take a mark on their hand or their forehead. And now we'll always have all of our information with us. We can scan it. We'll know who's done what, who hadn't done what. We can get the bad guys, separate them from the good guys using their definition. It's going to be, again, it makes perfect sense, Greg, but it is demonic. And we're leading toward that whole demonic thing at the end. We talked about, again, remember... um, uh, Microsoft got the uh, the the, uh, the patent yes. for using their phones for uh, implementing something in the body that you could scan. And you wonder, why did they get a patent for that? Nobody else is trying to do, to do that. Well, very obviously, they know things we don't. And so we know that's coming. I believe it's going to lead into uh, the, the mark of the beast. This guy's going to be seen as a genius. It is going to be an effort to control the world. And again, uh, we talked about the fact that as believers in God, we have God's name written on our forehead. We have been marked. I love that mark. Mark me all day with the Lord's name. But Satan wants to be like God. He's going to put his name and his mark on people's forehead and on their hand because he wants to be like God. And this is, I believe, the beginning of it. Uh, also, uh, not in our stack, but just released the other day for the National Football League, the New Orleans Saints football team has come out and said that you cannot attend their home games there at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome unless you can show proof of vaccination. And even then, you still have to wear a mask. So all of this is really, in the, remember, this is for a 99.7% survivable virus. Unbelievable. So what Unbelievable. The, but, but all this is doing, it's just conditioning. This is nothing more than meat tenderizing. Yep. Getting society ready, conditioned to, you need to have this in order to do that. And Greg, it's interesting. You know, they're they're trying to villainize those that aren't getting yes, the vaccine, right? Absolutely. They're making them the yes. outcasts. Yes. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? The outcasts of Israel were lepers. And the, mm. the biblical law says they had to cover their mouth and stay six feet away from everyone else. That's the biblical law straight out of the Torah. Interesting. Out of the Torah, yeah. the Pentateuch. Six feet away, you have to cover your mouth if you're a leper. Wow. And everyone shunned them and, and said they were under the judgment of God. I think we're seeing the modern-day leper, so to speak, spiritually arise, and I think it's going to become those who refuse the vaccine or don't go along with the world system. Yeah. And hopefully the rapture will happen before... Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and again, let me encourage our listeners. Yeah, again, yeah. We say these things, and I'm like, oh, everybody's panicked at home. I believe, uh, look, we, I believe we're in the beginning of sorrows. Yes, we, we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe the contractions have begun. At some point, the Lord is going to yank us out of here before it gets really ugly. He tells us that. He's going to rescue us, sweep us off our feet, and we're going to have a major party in the kingdom while all this stuff comes down. Yeah. But we still need to be ready for how much of the storm we endure. I don't know how much into the storm we're going to go. We're already, we're already getting our feet wet in the storm. But I don't know how deep the water's going to get before the the Lord yanks us out of the pool. But I'm excited about that day, and I think it's coming soon. Okay, let's get into some growing anti-Semitism. This report uh, coming to us from Israel National News. This is from the ADL. I think that's the Anti-Defamation League uh, is, I think, what ADL stands for in this thing. Anyway, it, it says that the report is stating that a majority of social media sites are failing to combat anti-Semitism Big shocker. Yeah, we know last days there's going to be a greater and greater growing hatred against the Jews. And you're right, big shocker. Um, ADL's 2021 on anti-Semitism report, again, says that finds the platforms performed at middle-level safety when it came to removing Jewish hatred. ADL's investigation showed that the majority of platforms performed at a middling level with the most earning grades in the C range. Twitter received a B-. The highest grade given was Roblox, which I've never heard of. I'm sorry, I'm not into the social stuff. They earned a D minus and the lowest grade of all the platforms studied. So a D minus may be focusing too much time in other topics and other subjects. Um, it's like my, um, my uncle said that uh, when his son went to college, he came home with four F's and a D. And he said, son, what's wrong? He said, how did you get this? He said, well, dad, I think I'm spending too much time on one subject. Back to the articles. Okay. Back to the articles. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That oh. really is it. That's really it. That's really going to give me <laughs> no, more. No, no, no. No, that's really. That oh, was, my. That's called comedic effect. Okay. 
Well, clearly my timing is off on being your straight man. All right. Pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. Here's a couple of stories Pastor Mark Hold has given to you at the same time, and you can chew on them. Uh, the first one from Fox News, a report stating that last month was the worst July for global wildfires since 2003. And out of CNN, a study is finding that floods are getting worse, and the number of people exposed is 10 times higher than previously thought. All right. Let me lay the prophetic picture for it, then read just a little bit from both articles. Remember, the Bible says that in the last days, the earth will be groaning for the return of the Lord. The earth is having contractions for the birth of the new kingdom. It is groaning. You're going to see groaning in fires. You're going to see groaning in floods. You're going to see groaning in earthquakes. Again, researchers report, as you said, the worst July uh, since 2003 for fires, according to The Guardian. Scientists from the European Union's uh, Copernicus, I'm sorry, Copernicus Atmosphere Monitoring Service found that fires released 343 megatons of carbon during the month, a measure that's approximately a fifth higher than previous global peak for July in 2014. This stands out by a clear margin. Mark Parrington, a senior scientist for the service, told the outlet Friday, the July global total this year is the highest since our records began in 2003. Now, as far as the floodings go, amid a deadly summer of flooding in different parts of the world, scientists found the number of people at risk for extreme flooding has grown significantly in the past two decades. In Germany, severe flooding claimed lives of 173 people. Uh, in Nigeria, and Lagos Islands, one of the worst floods in recent years, submerging cars and houses. Earlier this week, officials announced the death toll from China's July floods at 302. That's a lot of people drowning from floods. Climate change is making extreme flooding worse. Again, I think it's the earth groaning is making, and the earth groaning might cause climate change. Exactly. People just aren't. Uh, a study published Wednesday uh, said uh, the population exposure to those floods since 2000 are 10 times higher. And I quote, it's not surprising that we're seeing really large floods in these potentially unprecedented affected countries like China. Bill, uh, Beth Tellum, lead author and co-founder of Cloud to Street, uh, an analytics firm developed um, the global flood database used as the backbone of the new research told CNN. And I quote, this is exactly what climate models have predicted. Now, they're saying it's climate change, man's doing it. What I'm saying is, no, the earth is groaning, and there may be climate effects, but the earth is groaning because we're in the last days. I, I would think that if every environmentalist would read Second Chronicles 7.14, uh, they would see what the true uh, solution is. Because God says that when if, if my people who are called by my name would 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 turn from their wicked ways yep. and repent, I will heal their land. Right. Um, so anyway, it goes back to the, really to the church. The answer is always the Lord, isn't it? The, it, it always. Always, yep. always yep. the Lord. All right, uh, a rarity these days on Signs of the Times, no but we kidding. actually have some good news. Uh, from ChristianHeadlines.com, all the glory goes to God. This according to an American, Kenny Harrison, yeah. who's won silver in the 100-meter hurdles from this past uh, month's uh, Tokyo Olympics. Yes, yeah, so we give a shout-out to, to Kenny, and again, just say this, you know, the bottom line is, as you're right, especially in this year's Olympics, Greg, you don't see really honoring of God or country. But she was smiling from ear to ear when she won the 100-meter hurdle. No one could blame her. For five five years ago, Harrison missed out on the Rio Olympics after entering the 2016 U.S. Olympic track and field trials as the favorite, but finished sixth. This year, Harrison, who holds the world record in the event, made the Tokyo Olympics, sailed through every preliminary heat, and won silver. In Sunday's race, she grabbed the silver by easily clearing every hurdle with a time of 12.52 seconds, uh, second only to Puerto Rico's Jasmine Camacho Quinn, who won gold. Both competed at the University of Kentucky. That's pretty cool. After the race, Harrison ran around the track, draped in an American flag, wearing a big smile, despite owning multiple medals in other world races, including the world record uh, for this race. It was her first Olympic medal. And I quote, I learned from my mistakes, she told NBC in a post-race interview. For this, is, for this to be my first Olympics and to come out of here on the world stage and present my country to represent my country to the best of my ability, all the glory goes to God to just have this opportunity. What a sweet heart. Just to get a silver medal at this stage is amazing. Harrison often credits her faith for her talent and success. The first line on Twitter and Instagram reads, I love Jesus of her Twitter Instagram accounts. This sport has enabled my faith, a Christian faith to grow. She told Athletics Weekly in 2018, having my faith has enabled me to get up so many times when I've fallen on the spot in the sport. Sorry. Without this gift that God has given me, I wouldn't be where I am now. It's so rare, God, uh, Greg, to see people give God the glory yeah. and to honor Jesus and honor country. And I just want to say, what a, what a, a, a Kenny Harrison, congratulations. You know, we, we honor you and, and thank you for honoring our country and for honoring God. It's truly a, and not many of those left, but it makes you feel good. And that is truly a good feel good story to end on today, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, uh, so. 
that's it. Yeah. Well, let me just say this. Yes. I want to make you feel good for eternity. Okay. And the only way you're going to do that is to confess your sins and receive Jesus Christ as Lord. I make an appeal to you again as we end the show. We do this often. Look, if you've been listening to the show today, if you know for the first time that you need God, that you have sins that you want to confess and be forgiven, you want to know that you're going to heaven, especially seeing these crazy things happening around the world that the Bible predicted, if you confess your sin, believe that Jesus died for you on the cross from your heart and receive him as Lord and Savior and repent. You'll be saved. And that's my appeal to you. Make that decision today. And there's no better feel-good news than that. Absolutely. The WayMedia.net has more than just signs of the times. It's got Come to the Table, which is Pastor Mark's daily radio Bible show. Uh, We have the complete archives from Calvary Knoxville's teaching library. And, of course, the station from which the show emanates from or originates from. And that is The Way, 101.1 WIAM. Have a great week. We'll see you back next Friday at 1.30. I am more than skin, bones, and an odd collection of muscles. I am more than a father, son, or employee. I am less than the best, but more than I've been, and I always had help. Lots of help. The God who made me makes me more. He gives great gifts. He shares more than I can accept, loves more than I deserve, and He's leading me to a perfect future. I am who I am because He is who He is. WIAM 101.1 FM, The Way. Song blade.